Well, grab a seat, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, guys, it is the flip. All right. Ah, it, I, flip. The flip. I am your host, Tim Davis. Lucky enough to be joined by executive producer of everything Davis and Flippish. Uh, Ryan Bukabeski, follow Ryan at Ryan Bisky and on Instagram at Ryan Bisky One. And of course, we have the writer for We Are Rigged Radio and co host of Second City Sports, our man Sydney Brown. Follow him at Sid Kid 80 Oh, yeah. Uh, follow me at uh, <laughs> That's Davis everywhere. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'll tell you, this isn't my part, so it's different. Uh, this is usually Dee's part. Uh, so, and with me doing... I know how you feel about over-giving social media handles. Right? So, all right. Let's start off with a little something uh, that's going on with the mail and perhaps how the president is trying to hamper the upcoming election due to COVID. We know that a lot of people, I usually, me and the family usually go and we vote together and take the kids so they could, you know, see voted in action. And uh, even the last time, because actually COVID, the situation had taken place the last time we voted. I think we voted in April, didn't we? Was it April of last time we had to? I think we had to go vote uh, in March or April. Yeah. It was, it was a, definitely after the February. The of March or something? It was definitely after February. Yeah, I want to say late March. Yeah, and, um, you know, we took the kids and actually Kelsey kind of did touch some stuff. So, again, with having someone so young, she was three then, she's four now, uh, you're kind of leery on taking your kids to someplace like that, especially where one of us has to go vote, wait, and do this, and the other one's trying to vote. So, again, voting from home seems like the option. President Trump admitting he's opposed to funding for the Postal Service for political reasons. They want three and a half billion dollars for something that'll turn out to be fraudulent. That's election money, basically. Now, they need that money in order to have the post office work so it can take all of these millions and millions of ballots, those two items. That means you can't have universal mail-in voting because they're not equipped to have it. Fueling outrage over the Trump administration's attempts to use the Postal Service to meddle in the election. All right, so listen, I'm going to tell you what my biggest issue is with the situation. Like, well, what anybody's big issue is. Um, you even hear him in that in the clip talk about basically the Democrats have to come up with a deal that they want the election to take place and want all these votes to go out. They, it hasn't been proven really that there's been any fraudulent votes. I think maybe they may have been four. And a big thing was like that, that like harvest balloting that they were doing in North Carolina like a year or two ago. It's kind of been one of the big things that, that jumps out or whatever. Um, so it's kind of, it's, it's BS. I feel like if uh, the president, if the polls were, especially the states that he's arguing, if those states were pro-Trump all the way and it wasn't any confusion which way they were going to vote, he'd be like, well, he just says about Florida, that it's okay to vote in Florida. He votes, uh, he votes through mail in Florida. So to sit there and we get to this point as a country that we're still putting up with such bullshit. Um, and again, both parties gerrymander and, and do stuff that's underhanded. I'm not making this a clearly Republican thing. You see how people try to redistrict and make sure that certain ways that this area is going to be voting this way regardless. And you, you as a voter may be in a Democratic area and then this could change. But then you may be in a Republican district and your vote really won't even count as much depending on who's in power. But I, again, to me, it's, it just it speaks to the times that we're in that someone is saying, you know what, I'm gonna underfund. Someone put someone in charge of the USPS who has nothing whatsoever, who had no business of uh, being there because he hadn't worked there. This is one of the first times you have someone that did not come up through the ranks, a businessman and a heavy donor, as you heard, you heard there, in charge of the situation. And, and we see what's going on with them taking these machines out. It's pure BS. And the fact that we're so partisan that we can't be like, 
man, everybody should be able to vote. We know why, because people will fear if everyone can be able to vote, that they may be more Democratic leaning. So usually you find in situations where Republicans try to restrict uh, people from being able to vote and look at black people during Jim Crow era and all the stuff they had to go through to try to vote and all the tricks that they set in place. Uh, for me, it's like, this dude is feeling some serious ass heat. Like he is, <laughs> he's reaching for anything and everything. Like all I hear and see from him is if it's COVID related, we've either done all that we can do and it is what it is or somebody else is messing up or some other BS. And now with voting in terms of COVID, we can't mail in because that's a problem. And really it's only a problem for him, but he's making it seem like it's a problem for everybody. And then we already know from a bunch of his people, I guess, unless everybody's just lying about his character. Cause I just read how his old lawyer, Michael Cohen, how he said for sure, he was using Russia to help win the election. Like, he was in person making that deal. Now, maybe Cohen's just completely lying, but this is now multiple times where we've heard things like this. And when there's smoke, there's fire to me. Right. So right. it's just like, here we go again. We got to stop the USPS. Come on. Come on. I'm going to lose. I mean, it's not good for us, uh, for a country. So I got I to gotta put a stop to this. And then... It's just going to be another thing after another thing. Like, I, I think I even read after this, like, if they do mail in, it will take them years to count it or something. Like, here's another reason why I just need to stay in office no matter what for another term or as long as I can possibly stay. So I don't have to get prosecuted by, yeah. man, by the, 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 the FBI in Manhattan, really, is what's really going on. Oh, no, the district attorney is what I should say. Be the first um, prez in jail. Right on the clink. Even Nixon didn't get the clink. Four was like, you're free. Do your thing. Like, yeah, you know, like in straight. It's always in, a wink, wink, handshake deal. Right, dude. Like, usually, what what Ryan is alluding to historically, even if it's from a, 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 a it's, even if it's from a different group as far as Democrat or Republican, usually you let that president, if he did something corrupt, off. You you let you like, don't worry about it. You're good, right? And this would be the like. Think about Biden being like, no, lock his ass up. <laughs> Came after my son, <laughs> like just like no, no, go like. Remember the stuff that we heard as far as when they asked, uh, when they asked Bill Barr, and they was like, "Did the president ever tell you that you need to like investigate anybody? Because he's not supposed to do that." Basically, but I was like, "What? Do you, I don't know what you mean by did he suggest yeah. or you know yeah. because that's not how it works." Yeah. Listen, I, I'm, I'm 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 gonna be totally biased right here. Biden and and, and Kamala should go up in there like, "Yeah, get his, get him, right, boy." I wonder if it's even going to be that hard because like Nixon at least was playing the game so everyone's Mm -hmm. like okay we'll let him go he was just being deceitful under the covers like you're supposed to be but Uh Trump has made so many public enemies I feel like they're going to be like well if you're public about it we're going to throw your ass in jail how many, it's like that you, gentleman's code of royalty or something. And look, the goal of you saying that, how many Republicans, like if initially the people that were kind of like, he wasn't with them, like Lindsey Graham at the beginning, uh, the power that he's taken basically from machine gun Mitch McConnell. I, and I saw someone tweeted something, uh, Lindsey Graham had said something. And somebody tweeting was like, dude, you hate this dude. And as soon as he's out of office, you're going to go right back to hating him, right? And like it, what you're saying, right? How many Republicans aren't gonna have his back and start like, yeah, go ahead and do what y'all was gonna do, right? Like it, it sooner, but I guess I guess I'm I guess I'm wrong. Let me say why I'm wrong. Because 
they're still going to need his base since his he has such a strong base. They're going to need that 37%. You know what I'm saying? So can you really go at him? Because once he's free, and we don't know how long it will take before he can get locked up, if he gets locked up, he's going to be on Fox and OAN just causing all type of confusion, right? And people are still – he's going to be a lightning rod still. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, I guess perhaps I'm wrong. Those Republicans won't have the freedom to do so because they'll still want to tap into his base to maintain their offices. Did you, did you guys, like, hear – I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember. I thought there was, like, some crazy idea for someone to run for the Republican Party next election. I told Tucker Carlson is um, – That's it. That's yeah, it. And it's like, not, what it's if they do crazy. something like that with, like, the Trump kids? Like, maybe they throw him in jail, but then they get Trump Jr. up on the stand, like D was saying before. Yeah, I was going to say, that that's, what, that's one thing that's been mentioned, too. Uh, listen, I will say this when you look at Tucker Carson, Carlson. Trump, even though, I mean, we grew up with Trump being an inquirer and in star, all those tabloid rags. So that's where we kind of first knew him as a kid, me, personally. You see him at Jules when we were checking out. My grandma used to get those magazines. <laughs> you didn't know that he was calling in, giving that information. Um, <laughs> but the thing that I was going to say about uh, having a, a quote-unquote journalist or a, talk, a talking head in Tucker Carlson, I mean, you got, you got him, but we're talking about a guy that was a reality star and became president. You know what I'm saying? Like, Stranger Things has happened. I mean, sure. Ronnie Reagan was an actor, right? People was like, eh, I kind of like the cut of his jib, right? I mean, so right. if you can sit there and he has the strongest show on Fox right now, you know, and all supported by my pillow. And let me say this. Do not get my pillow, all right? Yeah. You are, you are working with the ops. Tucker Carlson's show has nothing but my pillow commercials. I'm pretty sure that thing. came from Minnesota, Ken. <laughs> I think my pillow was created in Minnesota. Oh, man, that's bad business for Minnesota, uh, the state of Minnesota. I'm going through enough, but yeah, don't get my pillow because all that does is, is support just the, the far right. Uh, so, again, that's that's from the show, The Flip. Don't support my pillow. Listen, I want to know if they're comfortable, though. Let me say that, too. Shout, not a shout-out to my pillow. I almost gave him a commercial. <laughs> but I did, almost gave him a commercial. I would like to, you know, and this lets you know how, how messed up I am. I would like to see the comfortness of my pillow and then spit upon it after I find allegedly, out. Allegedly, it's the best. Really? Do you wait? Allegedly, allegedly Ryan? Yeah, I have not tried it myself. I bet you got a house full of my pillows over there. <laughs> You're probably sitting on one of them damn pillows right now, right? Uh, Ralph, can you take it easy? I do a pretty liberal show here. <laughs> All right. Switching off. Um, it's Actually, I got something to add to this after we play this clip, and it's about Nick Cannon revealing uh, his lineage, uh, that, that necessarily that he is, uh, his grandfather was, a, a rabbi, and I'll let him explain it rather than me talk over it. But you know, my mother has been calling me every single day since this has happened with so much family history and stuff. My 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 mother's mother, or I just say, my great grandfather uh, was a, a Spanish rabbi, and uh, he's a Sephardic Jewish man who um, so. As much heat as I've been catching <laughs> uh, from the public and the outside, this hit home for my family in a real way because I come from uh, a, a black and Jewish family on my mother's side. So his great grandfather was a Spanish rabbi, a Sephardic Jewish person, and was saying he was saying how his mother was calling him and calling him and how this hit home, and the reason that he didn't reveal it 
initially is because he didn't want people to think he was just using this as an excuse for what he said on his uh, Cannon's class uh, or whatever. But this is another kicker, guys. So I was watching on, um, I was watching uh, through Instagram yesterday, someone posted, and he was talking to, I don't want to say this gentleman was a rabbi, but he was definitely someone of Jewish faith, and I don't know if he was in the uh, ACLU, um, but he was, they were talking about uh, stereotypes, and he asked Nick Cannon, basically, uh, would he go against Farrakhan? And Nick started kind of stumbling around and kind of uh, not really answering the question. And the gentleman said, well, you know, I, and he pressed him because he said, well, that's some of the teachings that you've been, that you've espoused, they come from Farrakhan, so how can you be in lockstep with Farrakhan? So when I was watching that, I was like, damn, they really coming for my man because it's like, if, if it's bad enough, you lost your show. But they like, yeah, also, you got to diss Farrakhan too. It's like, damn, bro, you just need to walk away, right? It's just like, you know, I've been up enough. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I guess it's easy for me to say that. I, I want to ask all of you guys, you two guys, what you would do in this situation. Um, depending on your beliefs, too. And I mean, like Nick Cannon can actually truly believe, and I'm not saying that he didn't make a mistake. Let me, let me, let me say that. I'm not saying he didn't make a mistake. Uh, but clearly he had some beliefs prior to that, right? Um, and after losing, initially when he lost Viacom, Viacom took away Wild and Out, uh, he was kind of defiant, like, you know, this isn't right. You know, and then after he started to apologize and stuff, when he kind of, I want to say he realized how big this was or maybe how bad it was going to be on his career. Even though, as we've said on this show, he still gets to host The Mass Singer. And actually this past week, I think he said all of his earnings from The Mass Singer, he's going to donate uh, to uh, some, 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 some a Jewish organization or something like that. Something, something he's going to give all his money away uh, as, an, as another way to show that he's contrite into what took place. Uh, I feel like me personally, uh, and I guess it would depend on if I felt it's genuinely in my heart how he felt. I mean, I, I love everybody. I don't have uh, hate for anybody and I wasn't raised like that. That's not how I live. Um, but getting back to if he felt like that, that those teachings were true. And I mean, you could feel like some teachings are true and then you can have the wool pull from your eyes and you can see something else. But if he felt like that and now he has to say something that he doesn't believe, me personally, because uh, we sleep on how much money Nick Cannon has made, I'm walking away. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I've been up. Like, sometimes I know Dr. Dre said this to Exhibit at once, when you going to stop dancing, basically. I'm be like, you know what? You're right. I'm just going to stop dancing. I got the money. I, I bagged Mariah for a period of time. I was with Kim before. Kanye was with Kim. I'm good out here. Check my list. My list is, my list is yeah, of course, it's a nice list right here. Uh, but I would just walk away. What, what would you guys do if you were in the same situation? Uh, well, I got a him and a, and a me answer, I guess. I'm like you. I, I would, if I could clear enough to stop dancing, I'm stopping dancing as soon as possible. Like, especially... <laughs> When you see a lot of these celebs in the background almost have more success than they did while they were like in focus, like mm -hmm. doing their thing, whether it was musician, actor, whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, and we know just statistically, if you have wealth, it's so much easier to gain more wealth. So mm -hmm. you could hit a point where, you know, why play by everybody else's rule? Why do you have to like, when you are Nick Cannon, you have a lot of power, but you don't really have that much power. And you see what happens, like, you know, you say something that obviously your employer didn't agree with, and now you're 
in a lawsuit to try to get 1.5 bill from Wild and Out because that's the thing you created and you don't even have control over it anymore. So I, I could see why Nick Cannon's fighting because when you are that young and you get that popularity and life's just been pretty sweet continuing, like we haven't had really any Nick Cannon controversy until now. And not that he hasn't been controversial in a way before, but it was just like mild celebrity mm -hmm. controversy. Like, oh, you know, we can nitpick this thing. Like, this is really the only black mark he's ever had, I guess, if you will. So I could see why he, to him it's just like, yo, I'm still young. I still got a lot. And let me just keep moving forward. But if it was me, I'm done. I am donezo. Let's, uh, let's write a movie or something about how Viacom sucks. <laughs> I listen. I I agree. He gets to a point, and again, this is his. This is this is his by his own doing. All right, uh, he did this. If anybody watched Canon class in the past, uh, these subjects were broached a, a, a lot, um, often to say the least. Uh, so it's funny. It's funny that someone with the celebrity of Nick Cannon that he can have a podcast and other people really not be paying attention to it since it's a quote unquote black podcast. Uh, because they could have got him for this a minute ago, uh, basically, uh, as far as if you follow. Even though I think I've gotten some really good information uh, from Cannon's class, because I think most of the episodes I saw weren't about stuff similar to that. Um, look, again, I would I would just walk away from it. That, that's all I would do. I wouldn't I wouldn't be out here. Again, I apologize. Kind of like Kevin Hart did, even though, well, no, it's kind of like what Kevin Hart did. You know what I'm saying? And Kevin Hart said, this is what came out again when he was supposed to host Oscars because it was about two years ago. And old jokes that he came out there where people could take where he was using slurs against the LGBTQ community uh, that he had apologized for already. And he basically was like, I'm not going to apologize anymore. Like, basically, you're not going to keep pulling this out on me, right? I, I, and again, me personally, I'll give you a couple more apologies because, listen, if I did something wrong and you're not over it, it's, it's not on me that you're supposed to get over it when I'm over it. You know what I'm saying? I, and again, it, does, it doesn't hurt me. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, if, if I felt like I've done as much as I can do and people are going to feel the way that they are and I have, I can take care of my family, I can go. I think sometimes it's hard uh, for people in the spotlight to let the spotlight go uh, when spotlight wanes anyway. And if you've been in the heat, hot glare, and I mean that in a positive way, that you've been like on top, um, it's okay sometimes to walk away. Like, I, it's just, that's me. I do. You'll see me at the grocery stores like, man, you used to be the man. I'd be like, you damn right. <laughs> right? Like, um, you, <laughs> you, have you ever been the man? Like, I would, I would, I'd be fine with just leaving it be and uh, going on instead of uh, doing that. But uh, switching off, I got something that uh, talking about still standing up the black community. Uh, Lauren Hill uh, came out to defend her daughter uh, uh, that she had with Rohan Marley. Her name's I think it's Celia, Cella, Cella. I think it's Cella uh, Marley. And a young girl came out and uh, posted something on I believe it's Instagram where she uh, sat there and broke down. No IGTV, still Instagram. Uh, how bad her mama used to whip her ass. Uh, just a little bit of audio right here. She was just very angry. She was very, very angry. She was so, 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 so angry. She was literally in, unapproachable, not easy to talk to. And, and then half the time we didn't live with her. I was living with my grandparents half the time. Um, and so she was just very angry. Yeah, she was just very angry. 
And so when we would get disciplined, it's, it's crazy. I'm playing this trauma back in my head as I speak to you. She'd be like, go get the belt, right? That's how you know you're in trouble. Go get the belt. That's one. Go get the belt. Now everyone's shaking in their boots, right? Now we go get the littlest, we go, you, you go walk to your doom. You walk to your death. It's like walking to your death, right? So you walk to go get the belt and the belt, the switch, this, that. You walk to go get the belt and pretty much, I'm gonna actually show you. And you know, my mother is an amazing woman, but um, she obviously didn't do everything right. So I'll show you what she would do. Hold up. She would go get the belt. So we come, it's five of us, four kids actually, it's four kids. So boom, now she has the belt. So she would hold our hands, oops. She would hold our hands like this. If I had a belt, okay, boom. It'll be like this, you know? She would hold our hands like this and we would just sit in circles as she beat us. It was literally just like that. Ooh, I just, I just, that actually just traumatized me. Hearing that sound, hearing that sound, yo, that sound, bro, yo, Uh, yeah, I just, uh, one reason I brought that up, and again, real quick, let me say this uh, before we, we go past that, because um, Lauren Hill did come out and say something. She said, Celia has every right to express herself. I encourage it, but she also uh, has, she also got discipline that black children get because they're held to a different standard. Uh, the discipline was seen, was seen through the lens of a young child who also had no place to reconcile me uh, as a mom and me as larger-than-life public figure. Uh, it took me a while to realize my children are probably everyone who knew me saw me in this duality to me i was just me and i am guilty i'm guilty of anything it's disciplining and anger and not discipline um pops came out uh said we're both learning uh healing with each other no no this is long we're both learning healing uh each other as children has a similar story and journey sanchez her and her kids had a similar story uh, Rohan came out of Marley and said that uh, Sailor's experience on Instagram is a healing process for her, and I'm very happy that she shares her fearless uh, expression. So that's what her parents said. So uh, Laura's not mad that her daughter came out there and said that, you know, she's whooping that ass. It's super crazy. Um, it's still one thing I wanted to say, though, and I think that's what Lauren Hill was trying to mention as far as kids, black kids being held to a higher standard. I think it's a fear with some parents of if I don't get these kids correct, who knows what can happen when they're not within my eyesight, like when they're out here by themselves. Um, so that I think that's a, a huge fear for a lot of black parents because a, a lot of people don't have to have discussions with their kids about how to interact with cops or how to interact just when you're moving around out here in general. So I, I think that fear um, sometimes uh, makes people uh, a lot more stern with their children than uh, necessarily they may need to at times because I wasn't there so I don't know what took place. Um, I'm not the biggest proponent. I'm not like, man, you got to be beating these kids. Uh, there's a time and a place for everything. <laughs> but, uh, so uh, let me definitely say that. But Ryan, we didn't get your uh, stories of uh, suburbia and how your mother teached you a fair lesson to raise you to be a stern young man. Yeah, she didn't really go with the physical uh, enforcement. If anything, it was all mental warfare. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was more the other way, though, so I definitely got a whooping or two 
back in the day. That was definitely the worst. And it was somewhat, it was basically like Lauren Hill kind of described. Not, not exactly the same, but it was like, go get the, the belt. Go ahead and pick, feel, uh, seal your fate. Get over here for your doom. And then, uh, yeah, not fun. But, uh, you know, it's tough. It's, it, that can be really traumatic. I, I kind of see what you're saying. Can time and a place. I mean, you gotta you gotta have discipline to your kids. You gotta teach that. You gotta somehow get them to understand like control, and that's kind of a way, I guess, to do it. It's I don't know. That's why I'll leave it up to you, parents. You guys have it all figured out for now. No, that's the thing about being a parent. <laughs> no, you don't have it all figured out. Um, again, my dad used to talk to me, so. Um, I really try to get through with talking. One thing that people always said about my kids is they seem uh, older than their age because um, they can talk. You know, they you can hold a conversation with them, quote unquote. She's Kelsey's getting there, uh, but it's also I think it's because I felt like uh, in my house that I grew up in, um, and Miss, I can just be a kid with an ego. I felt like that I had uh, input on certain things, or they listened to me. Um, so. Uh, but even in that, like, my dad, man, he would tear me down. Like, you can't still abuse kids verbally. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, I mean, that's not sure. Everything he did was necessarily correct at all points. I mean, he's a human being. Uh, so sometimes you're not cognizant of if you're being too harsh or um, necessarily how you're delivering that message. Um, so those are the things I try to keep in my head. I try to remember the things that I didn't like. Uh, that's not to say I don't make mistakes. But I try to remember how I felt so I don't throw that on someone else. I think a lot of times people don't do that. They carry the bullshit that they hate and they spew it back on someone else. And I think I think we all can do that. But I think you should be cognizant and I try not to. Um, but still, a stern discussion. Um, okay, my kids shouldn't have to be whooped. I'm not saying, like, you know, I'm not saying that I'll never whoop my kids. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but we should be able to come to some conclusion way before that has to happen. Uh, and it, it would be few and far between. I mean, like, man, sure. you could. You, I would even say uh, it would. It's not even quarterly. Uh, say like, right? There's no consistency to it. I mean, dude, I can't tell you. I don't know the last time it, it may have been. It, it's usually. It, it, I used to call it a reset. Like, oh, you need a reset because it used to be like I would tell Kenton, like he, I would tell him, and he would keep blowing past the stop sign, right? Boom, and it's like, I hate to say this, it's that old pimp analogy, right, which I don't agree with, never was a pimp, but the thing that which you heard like on the Mac was like, oh, you better beat her. It may not have been the Mac, but it was one of those black exploitation movies, and it was like, don't tell her you're going to beat her, you don't beat her, she never going to respect you. Again, it's a terrible for I'm using the pimp analogy when I'm talking about disciplining and raising children. You got to raise these little <laughs> Ken, you're the parent, so tell me if I'm mistaken in this theory. I mean, I heard uh, a good friend of mine say one time, like, uh, kids are basically just small people. Like, yeah, they're still kids, but they have a personality, they have a way of thinking, and you just look at it as an adult. Like, some people, if they got their ass whooped, it might be the most traumatic thing ever. To another person, they got their ass whooped, they wouldn't care. Now, obviously, it's different with a kid, but... Not all discipline fits all. Maybe some kids, not that you say you abuse them or do anything like that, but maybe like you had that, uh, what you said with the Mac, like maybe for them to really respect your discipline, 
you have to show a force once i'm not saying you destroy them or anything crazy but maybe you have to show that versus another kid where you know that's going to be way too traumatic what you got to do is really just hash it out not that you didn't in the first case but maybe hashing out just don't isn't going to work it out well let me put it like this there will be a certain line of respect and i I don't my daughter is is probably way more she 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 teeters on respect more now she knows that daddy don't play that to a certain degree and I'll tell her, I'm not about to chase you. Because, like, for instance, she can come down here right now. Let's say she has something she's not supposed to have, right? And I'll be like, hey, give me that. She'll turn to break because she'll think. She, and I'm like, I'm not chasing you because when I get you, you're going to be in trouble. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to whip my daughter. That's not even what I'm saying. But she needs to know sometime, like, stop fucking around. Because, you you know, like, she wants to do what she wants to do. She's mm-hmm. probably more like me uh, than kids and kids in some ways. And they both have qualities of both of us or whatever. But really with him... Um, it's a lack of focus, and it's not just a lack of focus. It's a lack. It's a, it's a lack of desire to focus on something that I don't really care that much about. And some of those things, really, with him, that we were trying to teach him is to impugn him with the lessons that when he's older, and we're not around. You just you can't be um, lackadaisical in your thought process. You know, so you need to pay attention. You know, what I'm saying like, and if I if we keep telling you this and you're not taking this lesson, you're basically pissing in our face and be like, I don't fuck. Uh, well, okay, at one point as your parent, I need to correct that or at least really stop you and so you can really focus in on it again because you're totally oblivious to it. So like, and again, it's not, um, I, dude, I really don't whip my kids. You know what I'm saying? Like for, for the most part. I mean, so that's, I'm implying that they have been spanked uh, before, but it's not really the go-to move um, it would surprise me if, and again, this is allegedly, let me say allegedly while the people out there, allegedly, uh, it would surprise me if in, in times where he, Kenton was really getting whooping, if he got three in a year, you know what I'm saying? I'm not even joking. You know what I'm saying? Like three in a year. And it, it, the times that they did, one thing I tried to do was make sure that I wasn't over, overtly angry and not, uh, didn't have my mental faculties. Um, so I will make sure that let me calm down first. You know what I'm saying? And it was nothing like the beatings that I got as a kid. My beatings were vicious at times. Um, you know, it was a little just, actually, it was actually for a long part, it was my hand until he was hurting me back. It's like I would, afterwards, my hand would ache, right? Like I was like, (laughs) like animal, like someone's pledging and I'm using my hand as the paddle. Uh, my hand would actually ache, uh, allegedly. Um, mm, the Davis friend. Yeah, yeah, some Davis, serious yeah. hazing to get into da- that one. Davis, Davis, <laughs> a Davis. Uh, but yeah, I mean, get again, the extra yeah. large battle for this one. If you can, if you can, because I, mean, I don't really feel like, um, for the most part, let's just say, just focus on him. Um, for the most part, then it's really something that I'm really gonna have to do. And at a certain age, I mean, you're kind of outgrown it anyway, and hopefully, um. I don't know. I mean, I, me and my kid, me and Lucas, again with him, um, we're good. We're good friends. We can be even better friends. And that's one thing that uh, being at home, I have to even work on during this uh, COVID time because sometimes we spend a lot of time, uh, you, you know, he's I mean, he's almost a preteen or basically a preteen. So he's in his own thing, got his own room, got devices. And um, yesterday we hung out some. Uh, but, you know, I look at it and one thing you said, they're, they're young people. And it's the same way I was with my little brother because I raised my little brother. I told my little brother this when he was young, that you're going to end up being one of my closest friends when you get older. And he, and he was. And I do the same thing with both of my children. 
uh, that they're going to be my close friends when they get over. So you definitely don't want to damage them. So I guess that's really the most important thing I want to say. You got to be cognizant of that. You don't want to damage them. You know what I'm saying? You, you, don't, you, you need to be mindful of that. Kind of what you're saying, Ryan, as far as knowing their personalities. Because, yeah, you can see their personalities, like kind of how Kelsey acts. We could see that two years ago, but now she can verbalize it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I mean, she can verbalize it the last two years, but now she is, she's much better verbalizing, I guess is what I should say. Um, but yeah, she's basically been the same person uh, from the get-go. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's basically been her. It's just, it, it grows. Uh, that's mm-hmm. She likes what she likes, right? She wants to do what, Kelsey wants to do what Kelsey wants to do. <laughs> Kelsey and daddy are gonna have some problems moving forward. <laughs> that shouldn't, and again, I guess, let me put this like this. I haven't had a problem child to perhaps, and now, so I don't want to make an excuse for parents that your first reaction is to whoop, that, I would, that, that, that you got to that. But no, your first reaction uh, should never be like, I'm beating this motherfucker. And I mean, because if you're, if you're, constantly, whooping, if you're constantly whooping, you're beating that motherfucker. That's just, that's just honest the truth. Yeah. And, but again, I don't know what's taking place with, that kid could be steps from just going to the streets. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, your, your son, let's say your, your son or daughter may, you may feel like this is the line between them and the streets owning them is, is blurring and you're trying, and this is your last thing because nothing else has worked. You know what I'm saying? So I haven't been in that position. And again, I'm not saying that it's okay. I'm just trying to be in that person's head to realize perhaps, you know, let me not say being in, I'm not trying to be in all people's head that do that. All right, because some people are just bad parents. All right, everyone shouldn't have kids. Some people are just bad parents. Some people just don't know too. What I'm saying, bad they they didn't weren't raised uh, properly bringing up kids, so they're just doing the same thing. You know, what I'm saying that you can only go off of what you've seen and learned and heard of. So they're doing the same thing because no one intervened and was like, you know what, that's not the way that you need to be going about that. If I didn't have my dad in my life, I wouldn't know you could verbally talk to someone and punish them. And also try to get through to them on what you're trying to uh, teach them. You know what I'm saying? So having a parent like that, I knew I could do that. If I didn't have him, I may be just grabbing the switch all the damn time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, So if you don't have somebody in your life like that, it may be hard for you to know to do better. Is I guess what we're all trying to say for the most part. All right. Let's continue on. We got a little funny one uh, right here. Uh, that I think you guys are really going to learn uh, enjoy. I had haven't seen this all over the place, so this is going to be one uh, for us, and everybody else can just uh, hate on us and then jump on this uh, little subject when it comes down. This is a Brazilian plastic artist uh, Romero Brito, uh, and his work was broken by a restaurateur who said that he came into her, her uh, business was disrespectful to her employees, so she went to his his art shop. Brought, I believe this thing is almost worth five thousand dollars. This piece of art, and she went ahead and did this. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love that part of that. <laughs> when he sits there and he tries to catch, he tried his darkness. It, it, it hit the mitt, right? And whoever was on the side of him, she did like this. So uh, he did. He just sat there like this. And part of him, he still was in his head, like <laughs> you can see, he still was like she bought it, right? Like, and this, and his, he, he grinned a little bit. I know it's hard to see his face 
because uh, of how the screen was. He grinned a, a tad bit and when his mouth was open. Uh, so the question, the reason why I put this in there, I wanted to know if you guys, and, I, and this goes back, I guess, to the mechanic question, mechanic question if you had enough money. Uh, but if you guys, if someone came into Sydney's restaurant, disrespected your employees, and you would go and spend $5,000 on a piece of art just to break it in front of the artist. <laughs> Come on, Sydney. We know you got that hate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, if money is not a factor and somebody did something personally to me that I felt like, oh, fuck you, buddy. Yeah. I'd smash that thing right in front of their face. That'd be great. That'd be an excellent form of revenge right there. I don't think I'd do it, man, because I'm still giving you $5,000. I mean, it was mine to do whatever I well, want. Well, okay. How, how, how badly do you need the 5000 Because to me, if I don't need it, I'm doing it. All right, but, let me tell you, man, let me if tell I need it. Let me tell you the truth, right? Let me tell you something. And now that I'm older... I won't necessarily do it, but like, man, look, sometimes in the past, you did something, and I didn't want you to know who did it. Chance you may get some windows broken out, all right? I would have just went and messed the shop window up. I'm not paying for it. <laughs> I would have parked two blocks away, mask on, bricks, walked over there, doosh, 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 and skirt my ass along. <laughs> I'm not giving him 5000 of my money whatsoever. I would have did it by myself so nobody could, even though, like, what? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a restaurant too. I broke some windows. But I would have went and broke his windows and went on about my business. I'm not giving dude five racks because at the end of the day, he's still going to be like, whatever she paid for it. Like, yeah, I care about it, but I got what I wanted out of it. Uh, so it doesn't really matter to a, to a certain extent. Now, he maybe he doesn't feel like that, but I'm not giving that dude five racks. I don't care. No, we was talking about that Nick. Even if you won the lottery, it don't matter at all? No, I'm not giving him my lotto money. I'm not giving him my lotto money. <laughs> Dude, okay, okay. For instance, I'm going to tell you right now. The lotto Powerball was at 20 mil. Mega was at 40 mil. This was, uh, this was Friday, right? So, yeah, let's just say you cleared 10 mil. No, I'm, that's not enough money to be throwing $5,000 down like that. Oh, yeah, it is. That's how you end up poor again, Ryan, when you do something. Oh, no. I, mean, I already it's, know right now, if you get, a, if you get 10 million... There's not get a you, yearly smash uh, art budget. You, <laughs> you, get your, listen, you, get your, you get $10 million, I bet you're going to get you a private plane knowing how much that gas and that maintenance costs every year. No, so listen. No, see, this is what you do. This is what you do. All right, break it down, break it down. Okay, so let's say you're planning on getting a ring for somebody or a mega gift for somebody, you take the five out of the gift and bring whatever the total <laughs> price was, bring it down 5000 and then you got whatever ring, car, house, you just got to lose about 5000 See, they pay for it in the end. No, dude, I'm not giving them. Listen, I have to be up. For me to waste money like that, I have to be up by like 100 like maybe seventy five hundred. Oh, I'm not spending five thousand dollars to destroy a piece of art. I'm trying to think. You know what? I'd rather still. I'll tell you this. I'd okay. Rather... How about this? How about this? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Hulk Hogan makes a plastic sculpture of you, mm -hmm. and he's offering five thousand for it, so you could smash it in front of his face. I'll. 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 I wouldn't do it. I'm not giving his racist heart five thousand. Oh, come on. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, dude. Let's I'm say, not, listen, let's say it was a, a statue of Hogan, of Hogan's hero, Trump, or something like that. 
not doing it. Something he loved. I'm not going to give anybody that I feel like is an opposition to me or my people any of my money. Um, knowingly, at least let me say. Man, things can be worth more than five thousand. They could have an emotional attachment. This is more. It's more to do with me. It's more evil. Uh, no, this is the thing. Like I've gotten into it with people that own or work at different places, and I don't go back. Right? I'm not. I'm just not that cat. You're never gonna listen. Me coming to you may not harm your business, but I know you're not getting my money, and I. I that's just how I am. Like I. I did. Listen, I, it, I once, it's funny because I'll have, like, there's like five or six restaurants that are in trouble or maybe in trouble. And one of them's like IHOP, Denny's, and, uh, and um, Outback, right? So the Outback out in um, the ropes, this was like, man, like 15 years ago. Me and Afton was up in there and they messed my steak up, right? And um, they tried to like recook it or whatever. And it was just like messed up. And it was just basically like, get it, it's done. It's a wrap. They still charge me for like my potato, right? And I'm like, wow. you charged me. You messed up my order twice. And you and I'm sitting there. It's nothing for me to eat. I told Afton to go ahead and eat. And you charged me for the potato? Dude, I never went. Meat comes before potato. You can't mess that up and get the Dude. pay for the second. Dude, <laughs> I, I, matter of fact, I never went back to that place for about 13 years. The only reason I went back because one of my childhood friends and me had gotten back in touch, and he lived out there, and we went over there or whatever. Uh, but I, 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 listen, I swore that place off. And that's like the one of the only places that I can say I ended up going back to. Now, I wouldn't have done it if it wasn't just me and him. And we tried to go to one other place, and it was packed. So we decided to go there. But no, I, I, I hold those type of grudges um, because I feel like you shouldn't give anybody your money that uh, treats you bad. So uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't give this dude $5,000 of my money. I just wouldn't. You know, like, it's, I just wouldn't. I'd just be honest with you, Ron. If it was that serious to me and you're talking about spending $5,000, I'd pay somebody $2,000 just to kick his ass since I'm rich. Mm. I'm sure I can get that ass beat for a grand. I mean, if it was that, if it <laughs> what type of lesson? You want to teach him a real lesson? Like, I'm sure I can get that business <laughs> to take care of, but I'm not, I'm like, and at least Hey, I, that, I'll give you credit. If they were at the art show, like, hey, I'll give you two grand to beat his ass right now. Now, that would have been a great YouTube clip. Now, they were, they were in Brazil. You know you can get that ass taken care of in Brazil. All right? You know what I'm saying? To the favelas, like, hey, man, I got two stacks. <laughs> but I got to be honest. I'm very cheap. And right now, Outback Steakhouse is about the best steakhouse I can get. So it's going to be a while before I just throw $5,000 pieces of art down on the ground. I'm just, it wouldn't, it, it definitely wouldn't be me uh, to say the least. All right, look, uh, one thing I definitely wanted to ask you guys, uh, and maybe you guys haven't seen it. Uh, have you seen or heard uh, Cardi B's song featuring Megan Thee Stallion, uh, WAP? Yeah, you dealing with some wet and gushy. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet and gushy. Give me everything you got for this wet and gushy. I heard something about it, but I haven't seen the whole video, listened to the whole song. You know, that kind of rap is right out of my league, so. That wet ass doesn't out of your league? I just want to know. <laughs> I'm, I'm about waiting the, the, the for the song. brother Parker. <laughs> uh, no, but you know, this is okay. These are my thoughts. Um, we have had generations of male rappers rap about the same things from selling drugs, uh, treating women a certain way, and dispatching the way of people that look like you without really any hesitation, right? Um, so, uh, one, you have people bashing them because they're like, well, you know, all 
Cardi B or Meg raps about is sex and things like that and getting over on guys. Well, you should you could point this finger right back at guys who've been having the same storylines for uh, an extremely long time. Is the song for me? No, not really. I mean, what? The, no, but I don't really care. Um, I don't know a lot of ladies. Well, no, I probably do know a lot of ladies that are living that lifestyle, but I know plenty of ladies who aren't. So, one, I know there's a fear of when you have someone putting out this type of music, how it's affecting the generations that are coming up behind them. Uh, so I can understand that, but it still is your job as a parent uh, to teach your kids, yeah, that's, that's fantasy, that's BS, that's not real, that's movie, that's Hollywood shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, so for anybody, listen, if people out there are buying it, buy it. It's not my cup of tea, and I like Megan Thee Stallion. Cardi's cool. Um, I, I, with both of them, I would like a lot more uh, diversity, even though it's funny, because I was listening to a female rapper uh, yesterday, and I feel like I, I haven't said this. <laughs> Uh, I feel like uh, my favorite female rapper at the time, uh, right now, take out a couple of the, 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 the top tier female rappers, but the newer ones, I love Flo Millie. Uh, they play her one of her songs uh, when the NBA's coming on or whatever, because um, her cadence. She has just such a, if like sometimes I can have a thing for cadence, it's like why I had been a Cam fan in the past. I'm a big guy, you know, like if, you, if you're just riding that track and she, she rides the track, right? And some of the stuff she talks about is similar to the things those young ladies talk about. Even I think she's a she's a, a better MC than Cardi B. Uh, Making she can rap, um, but again, um, it, it's it's for it's it's what you like. Um, I want to see. I would like to see those sisters express themselves more. You know what I'm saying? Like I would like to see. I know Cardi B said on this album that she's gonna have her lemonade moments reflected. I mean. Uh, we're talking about basically what uh, Beyonce did. We're talking about her relationship with Jay-Z and some of the things that had taken place that hurt her relationship. Becky. Yeah. And so she was saying basically with Offset, her husband from the Migos, she's going to talk about some of the hard moments in their relationship on her upcoming project. So I'm sure, I mean, even though she just kind of did that at her uh, first project, uh, she had that song basically talking about what you're going to be without me or whatever or something like that. So um, it's a lot. The video uh, is a lot. I mean, it's, you can say, when you hear the P-U-S-S-Y, it's jarring, you know, like, let me ask you something. All right, guys, let me go to, let me go left with this. Ryan, you bring us back. Remind, remember, Ryan, you got to bring me back if I start to go too far left. Uh-oh, I want to go right. The word, we grown, the word pussy, right? Yeah. It's such a harsh word that you even got to know girls to say it around. Like, have you ever, like, used that word around girls? She's like, wow. And it's like, well, oh, yeah. What do you like to call it? Vagina? It's like, what do you, what do you call it? And then, like, it's like, you ever think about the time where, let's just say you're having an encounter, right? And you a, you a man, right? So you don't want to sound like a boy. So, so you just, are you just like, get, are you like, give, give me that? That doesn't sound masculine. Give me some of that, right? Just like, like, give me that pussy. <laughs> Does it, does, does it have you guys ever been in this type of situation where you 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 wonder like you say do I throw the hard pussy on now I keep that pussy? <laughs> I'm just I'm just asking for, for just please enlighten me. You, if, if you ever been in this position, I know Sydney. I know I know Sydney and said give me that pussy before. I can look at his face. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was jiggling on the side, it was kind of required. What so what'd you say? Sure. What you say, Sid? I said, peace leave for the PG audience, but yes, I'm going to see 
Oh, oh Ryan, Ryan, about yourself. You ever been in that situation? You, you've had to figure out if you should use it or not. And you throw. I know you. You nasty. You throw down with yours. I mean, I like. Yo, white the problem say, is. Oh wait, do white guys say pussy a lot? You know, I'm not sure. I don't yeah. think so. I don't yeah. think that's uh Well, yeah, I don't think that makes this may be a cultural thing. Because like, for instance, it might be. Because like, say I know. You're cock more. We're, we're dicks on this. It's dick on this side. Well, I'm big dick. Okay. Oh, oh, my bad, bro. Didn't want to know that information. <laughs> Going too far. <laughs> Pun intended. Uh, yeah, like, I would say when you said how some girls don't like it, by far the general, I've been too scared to use it because I know it's not going to be liked. Okay. Like, I, I don't know. Like... I would say there is a little bit of a cultural. Well, so thing how there. does a white man? How does a white man act in the throes of passion and trying to come off as a masculine dude? How does a white man? Act? Well, oh, I'm not saying it's it's not said. Okay, okay. So it is said, but when you're saying out in the open, I think it's only used as a derogatory thing. Okay. In the white culture. Okay. Or mainly derogatory. I mean, we. I mean, it's definitely said amongst the adult men, for sure. I need to get me some pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. So it's not like it's virgin ears or anything over here. All right, we got the last one. Uh, last one for the show. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, go ahead. So you have no separate review for the song in the video? Um, I told you, it's... it's, it's just everything's all right. I've only seen the video really in, I don't know if I saw the whole thing. I think I've only seen it in its entirety, entirety one time. Uh, That's all I have. It's, I mean, listen, it's no Beyonce. I don't like the song, personally. It's no Beyonce Shakira. You know what I'm saying? Uh, as far as like that Beyonce Shakira song, you was like, well, damn. Right? Like, I'm, listen, they don't, get my, they don't get my loins juiced up if that's the kind of way you lean into it. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't work on me. I'll say that much. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily do it for me, and there have been collaborations with two female artists where I'm like, oh, y'all, and again, it shouldn't, I'm not to say that it's all about sex appeal towards me, but I mean, they are selling sex, um, but it doesn't work for me. Um, it also, I mean, I do like the, there's some hoes in this house. I like that part of the track because it matches Chicago house music uh, for the most part, but also it's just kind of like, you're talking about yourself. Who the hoes? You're the hoes, right? Which, again, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's a form of empowerment. Yes, because dudes talk about slanging dick like it's going out of style. Yeah. So they got to be fucking somebody, right? I got no problem with that. Yeah, so again, I, I'm not the type of dude that's trying to um, squash a woman's feminist power. And in that power is she can do whatever she wants with her body. All right? That's not my role in this, this world. That's, that's that lady's body. She can do whatever she wants with it. And she'll find somebody who will go along with it or she'll continue to go the route she's going, whichever she likes. It's not, I can't be like a dude, be a dude like myself and be like, when I was younger, I wanted to be out and about. And then I'd be like, but you don't need to be doing this type of shit. I mean, that's kind of, uh, it's kind of fucked up. And it's, it's just, it's not fair. So, I mean, to me, it's kind of like the song was just kind of like radio hit, just get it out there. The video I like, but I'm, I don't know if you heard about this, the controversy, but I was one of them when I first saw it before I even knew this country. I was like, where the hell is Kylie Jenner there? Dude, she's Kylie Jenner, man. I'm with you. I mean, I was like, it's not, and everyone's like, 
you shouldn't have had a white woman or whatever there. But to me, it was like, I don't want to see a Kardashian there. Like, oh, why did they say they shouldn't have had a white woman? I think it was kind of like, was this, supposed to be sister empowerment? Them, but, this was a sister. Yeah. Empowerment. Like it, it, this is about empowerment. No, you probably we, when, we hoe in, when we, but when we hoe and bring the white girls into man, it's, don't put yeah. on the color. Yeah, exactly. Proud exactly. Come on. Y'all, listen, it's a, it's a rainbow of horse of Owen, all right? And I mean that on both sides, male and female. No, they can come down here, too. I, again, to me, if if we if that's the problem with this video that you had, that she was in it. Yeah, I had a big problem with that. I don't know. kind of ruined us. Uh, so as soon as she popped up, you was like, oh, it's clear. Yeah. Click. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> How dare you? Shotty had his meat in his hand. How dare you? I'm just on Kardashian overload. I'm like, oh, <laughs> everywhere. Ryan took the lotion down as soon as he seen her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you don't even moist. deserve that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was going to be special, girl. <laughs> and then you ruined it. <laughs> you cheapened that. Um, I, I didn't care. Listen, I like billionaires hanging around, too. It happened. Uh, I'm not a Kardashian. Hey, she got taken off the billionaire. I'm not a Kardashian hater. I mean, again, I'm not saying that I think what those people do is right. I'm not hating. I'm on I'm overload. Not... Oh, it's well, overload. But it's been like that for 10 years. I know, but they're re, it's like back into it because Kanye was running for president. Yeah. So Kim and Kanye, are they getting divorced? Kylie with her thing. Just Chloe takes back Trisha. It's like all the time now. Yeah, I did see the Chloe taking back Trisha thing. That's why you don't like people in love, man. What's wrong with you? All right. <laughs> uh, A lot of love there. Last one, guys. Last one. Uh, we got the RZA, this is from Blavity, uh, talking about uh, he's going to make a new ice cream song because the old one is racist. Hey, yo, 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 what's up? You got the RZA live in effect, chilling right here, yo. Do you remember that ice cream jingle? Of course, we all know it. I'm not going to play it right now, though, because we come to find out that it has racist roots. But check this out. Kid Humor, they called me up and it was like, we gotta do something about this, Rez. We could change the dynamics. We could make a new ice cream jingle for a new era. We wanted to make a melody that includes all communities, that's good for every driver, every kid. And I'm proud to say, for the first time in a long time, a new ice cream truck jingle will be made available to trucks all across the country in perpetuity. That means forever, you know what I mean? Like Wu-Tang's forever. And I can assure you that this one is made with love. Peace. Yeah, we know what perpetuity means. Again, I, I hope you weren't going to snatch the song back from the drivers after five years. Like, don't you play my song no more on that damn ice cream truck. <laughs> By the way, that new jingle has not reached over here. I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, I bet y'all not changing y'all's out there. They like. I literally, uh, like a week ago, heard the jingle. I was like, isn't that racist? 
And then, and then you sent me the story. Right? Listen, they they out there not wearing masks and playing racist jingles and the third verse to the Star Brangle Band in that motherfucker. Anyway. And I wanted that ice cream, but I was like, ugh, this feels that dirty race now. Full of hate, you Dirty. Ooh, I taste the hate. <laughs> Give me my Trumpios. When did, <laughs> listen, uh, I didn't know Jeff Passon works for Gear Humor. Uh, if anybody's seen Jeff Passon's video chats on ESPN, he has a, a 36, Into the 36 Chambers Wu-Tang's first album behind him uh, with his Nintendo. I think, uh, I forget uh, forget the, the other album that he has up. I forget which band that is. Um, so that's why I mentioned Jeff Passon. Who at Good, Good Humor was like, we need a new jingle. Get the rhythm. I mean, and mind you, Wu-Tang is near and dear to my heart. But the first, when I'm talking about the liquid swords and all, <laughs> the first thing I don't look for is like get Rizzo on this. I mean, there's a few other people I would. Where, Who? where was Pharrell at? Pharrell and Happy. He's a happy guy. Like who? What, I, what was Ford Drake's producer? But I'm just saying, like who? Pharrell was hat shopping. He's right. too busy. <laughs> who would kill you? We need Rizzo for this. Like, I mean, especially if you think about the Wu Tang sound. Who's like, you know who can really do, you know when I hear ice cream jingles, what I think about? Staten Island, all right? Or, or, or those Shaolin, right? That's the first thing I start thinking about. Tag, Method Man, like, dude, dude so when Man, I- you know what would be even better? What if what? Uh, RZA was like a big baseball fan, saw the Jeff Passon with the Wu-Tang, was like, you know, I can get that ice cream song if I talk to Jeff. <laughs> and then he brings it up to good humor. And I could own this thing. Right? In perpetuity. And then my man said, <laughs> like, I hope you're not snatching back ice cream jingles, fool. Like, what? Listen, even going with that, why I need five cents a cone. Right. Why can't the dude that made, and I'm sure he's dead, or a woman that made the racist song, why didn't they snatch that jingle back up uh, since it's in perpetuity? But when I saw this, and I was like, I'm just like, this doesn't make sense. I'm happy. Let me say, I'm happy the RZA is doing something to change the song. I rarely hear ice cream chucks, to be honest with you, for the most part. I haven't really seen one this on my block. My neighborhood is pretty quiet. No, but I was know. amazed during COVID. We're gonna do ice cream trucks. Okay, right, you're right. You're right. I'm wrong. Totally. But I mean, hey, people gotta eat. Hey, I, no, I had them here. I oh, was really? like, whoa! I haven't seen. I haven't really seen them in the city like that. I mean, you, you're yeah, I was getting. Yeah, because I was getting ready to say, when we were growing up, Ken, uh, Ken uh, we, we heard them all, all the time, especially oh. if you lived in a certain part of to- town. Yeah. Now, like, do they still exist? Right. You know what I'm saying? So it, that definitely was uh, interesting, to say the least. Uh, shout out to the RZA and Good Humor uh, for coming up with this. I wonder if it's only Good Humor truck. So if I, if I don't drive a Good Humor truck, do I get my hands on the song, uh, to say the least? But uh, definitely, uh, we appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, we're definitely working out a few kinks uh, with the flip, with uh, D being gone. But I will say this to you guys, uh, definitely uh, chimed in as you usually do. And I definitely enjoy doing the show. I look forward to doing it with you two next week. Uh, you know where you can find Sid Kid 80 uh, everywhere. Ryan B. Ski, Ryan B. Ski 1. I'm Bats Davis. Uh, continue to listen to all our shows on all platforms. We will be back with the show this week, a sports show this week. And we also start messing around and coming up with different ideas. We're coming with the show this week. The show. Probably some sports. Probably some sports, as Ryan just said. But definitely we all appreciate it. And uh, definitely be safe out there. Say it to him, Sid. We go. That's it. We go. <laughs> <laughs> the flip.